Welcome into Blended Together Episode 5, Week 5. Mm-hmm. Week 5. That would be Episode 5, Week 5. And in Episode 4, if you didn't catch it, we left off talking about... In Episode 4, we talked about the struggles we had deciding which house to move into, how we were going to pick our living arrangements and focus more on blending our families together, but in a living situation. So we finally came to the point where we made a decision. The housing market was good. We're going to sell your house. We're going to move into my house. Yes. You only had a few heavy breaths. Before we moved or during the move or after the move? When you finally came to the conclusion that we were going to move. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think by the time we came to the conclusion that we were going to move, that I was going to move, I was okay with it. It just took a little bit of coaxing. Remember last episode you said I was a pain. I mean, it was a pain. But I don't know if it all even came from you. I mean, there was our kids that were pains. There was your parents that were a pain for a little bit. There's my parents who, I wouldn't necessarily say were in a pain. They were just very disengaged. Mm, Didn't really care what was going on. Tyson's been here, done this. Doing this again. Until we got married. So, we decide to sell your house. The housing market's booming. So, we call a realtor, which is your friend. And... She's like, yeah, get it together. I'll come over this night and we'll put it on the market. Like, okay. So we have that in the process of going. And so in the meantime, it's time to tell Aubrey, tell McKenna, tell your parents, tell my parents. How did that all go in your recollection of what happened? Um, I don't think it went well. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I mean, I think we were excited, and I think we knew where we were headed, but I don't think anybody else could see it. Um, I would say the people on my side of life had seen had seen me make lots of decisions before based on a relationship. I think they had seen me get hurt a lot of times in many different ways. Um, I think they, as far as McKenna goes, I think it was, I'm finally in my home. This is where we thought we were going to be for a while. And now yet again, here we are. You're going to make me move again. Um, I think there was, I think there was a level of not distrust, but kind of from my family's side, probably of. You know, she's getting into this really quick, and can we trust him? And is this going to be just another situation of we're going to have to run in and rescue her at some point and move her again because that's what we have to keep doing? Um, and I think to preface it, like, maybe not preface it because it's already been said, but that was kind of how things have gone in the past for you, right? Is like a relationship would go sour, you would... I would say from the time I was 18 and moved out for the first time, whether it was a relationship or a roommate, a marriage, any possible living situation you could imagine where I was involved in a, a living situation with somebody else. 
I would say it really never ended well. Um, there was always circumstances or situations that would cause me to need to move. Um, I would say more in like with roommates, you know, you kind of have a heads up because you're getting close to the end of your lease and, you know, roommates going to go to college or roommates in a relationship and they're moving in together. Those weren't as quick and traumatic. Um, but I would say at the end of my previous relationship, um, both times it ended, which is, you know, a story in itself, but it was, you have a very short amount of time. We're packing, we're moving, we're going. I don't even really know where I'm going, but we're going, we're getting out, we're leaving. And it was always, I run to mom and dad, mom and dad drop what they're doing and help. And it's, we pack as quickly as we can. There wasn't rhyme or reason to it. There wasn't organization to it. It was just, we got to go. So I think they always felt like they were on standby. And I think they always felt like they were almost like in protect mode and cleanup mode. Like, oh, she's in trouble again. We got to swoop in and fix it. We're the only ones she can depend on. We're always the ones that have to be there. Um, McKenna's involved. So we have to almost overcompensate and make sure she's okay. And so it just, yeah, it spiraled into, um, I think they were just waiting for the next ball to drop. Like, when is this going to happen again? Here we go again. Like, she finally had a house. You know, she was a homeowner. She was settled. She was doing well at work. Like, everything seemed good. And then we dropped this bomb on them. And they're like, I, I just don't think they were trustful yet of what was happening. And, I mean, a lot's changed from then until now. But at that point in time, I think they had a hard time seeing what we saw. Yeah, so their reaction was kind of, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like, I, I, th I don't even know. I don't recall there being like a big conversation per se about it. I think it was more your dad was disappointed not maybe not disappointed, but confused. And the way that he is, he gets quiet and he was, you know, like remodeling your kitchen for you. He was been the one that's always bailed you out of things. Um, so I think in his mind, it was more like, here we go again. And I've put all this effort into this house, blah, 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 blah. And, but he's not the kind that really speak up and say much, especially when I'm around. Cause he hadn't got to know me mm -hmm. enough yet to feel comfortable. So I think he kind of more so reacted with the cold shoulder. Yep. And I think in multiple situations in the past, in any situation, really, I would go to them for advice and I'd go to them for help and I'd go to them for support. And I think in this situation, I wasn't going to them for any of those things. I was more going out of like the common courtesy of a conversation of this is my next step. And so I think that just the dynamic of the conversation was different because they weren't offering their two cents and they weren't giving their advice. They just had to hear what I was saying. And I remember in the conversation we had, I think at one point, I even said, like, I'm not looking for your approval. You may not agree with what I'm doing. And I can respect that. But I'm letting you know that this is what I'm doing. And I still want you to support me. And I think that was. I think that was a hard conversation to have. And I think it was a hard conversation for my parents to hear. But at the same time, like, I almost feel like that was a step in the right direction because they finally, after what, 34, 35 years, I think they finally saw me as a functioning adult making my own decisions instead of their kid that constantly needed advice and support and help. Well, and I think even your mom at one point said that too. She said like, it's hard to see 
you like you're you're finally growing up you're finally starting a family you know you don't need us anymore mm-hmm. and she kind of <clears throat> explained that but <clears throat> at the same time your relationship with your mom was not only mother daughter but McKenna so grandmother granddaughter mm-hmm. they basically helped raise her and they took her one night a week to help you out and so, and your mom was your best friend. You guys talked multiple times a day, every single day. You guys hung out on the weekends. You know, I mean, it was anything to be done in a, f- I'd say almost like husband-wife relationship without meaning it that way. But it was like, you know, you guys went and picked out flowers at Jolly Lane at the greenhouse every year together. And you, you did this every year together because your relationships never allowed it. Or it didn't happen in your relationship, so you went with your parents and did it, you know. And so you had a very, very tight relationship. And then as our relationship started developing and we get engaged, it's like not talking to mom 15 times a day, much less. I mean, now you might go two days without talking to mom at that point. And so I think she was seeing that change and feeling that change. And there was probably a lot going through her mind of like, is this for real? Like, what's happening here? Uh, you know, are we losing our Meredith? That, you know, is she going down a bad path or is she going down a good path? And I think they were just as confused with that whole situation, wondering, like, okay, what's happening is, you know, is this a really good thing for her? Or is she going backwards into a world of hurt? And I don't know that they necessarily even knew how to express it because they never really expressed that. They just kind of expressed, you know, this is hard because we're losing the one that, you know, I think it was more just everything was changing. I don't even know that they expressed a whole ton, at least I when think, I was around. I remember you had a bunch of conversations with them, but I don't remember it ever. I think for them, I almost like looking at it, I feel like they almost had to go through a mourning process. Like they had to mourn what they knew and let that go and grieve and move on. Question why go through all the feelings before they were ready to see what was new and what was happening. Um, I mean, for 35 years, they were there for everything. Like, I was solely dependent on them, even in relationships. Like, up until you, the relationships I chose to be in, I was not a priority. And that was even made very clear to me. It was definitely not a 50-50 relationship. It was kind of McKenna and I still did our own thing. And so it did very much involve my parents a lot of the times. A lot of times just because I was bored and needed somebody to talk to. You know what I mean? Like you just, oh, I want something to do this Saturday. He's off doing this, 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 and this. I'm not a part of that. So we'll see what mom and dad are doing because you just are looking for like almost Somebody to spend tight companionship of some kind. Um, so I think they were always the ones that I depended on and they knew that. And so when you and I started spending time together and then everything evolved, I think, yeah, I think they went through that thought process of what's actually going on. What is she not telling us? Is this healthy? Is it not healthy? Is she moving too quickly? Is there already something going on that she doesn't want to admit to or say because she doesn't want to fail? Like, I think they were probably going through all those what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what could it be? And in the other regard, I think it was finally accepting the fact that they are not needed in the capacity that they've always been needed. 
And I think while you want that to happen, you know, as a parent, you want your kids to go off and be independent and have a family and, and do what they're supposed to do. And you feel like you've succeeded. But I think for them, I think it was hard. Like they always wanted to get to that point. But I think when it finally happened, I think they were almost scared to be at that point because then it's like, well, then what do we do? What's our role in all of this if we don't have to be the people that step in and and be the caretaker? And I mean, things were tense for a while there, too. And I mean, I remember the couple of times the Sunday conversations you would go over there on a Sunday. I'm just going to lay this out for them real quick. And it would be three hours later, you'd come home and it was a cry fest and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, felt like it went well. But then the next week would be awkward and the next week would be awkward. And I really think that. Yeah, I mean, like big picture, yeah, there was a mourning process, but there's so many little things along the way, you know, that went into a conversation we had at your grandma's house with your mom. And it went into not only your relationship with your parents and that process of us moving, but then developed into the relationship that they would have with McKenna. And I mean, that went on till our wedding. Mm-hmm. realistically, until we got married, that was kind of how it was. And I think a lot of it was the changing process of McKenna and the changing process of your parents altogether, both, you know, in their own rights. But so, I mean, and we'll get to that. We have plenty of time to get to that. So what did your parents say? Like, it was there a particular thing that they said when you, like, not just moving in and this is going to be our life, but we're also selling the house. Um, I think after this, when I had rented my house out before, what had happened with that was I had, you know, I'd rented my home out for just a little bit over a year. Um, and then when I moved back in, the renters had pretty much done some heavy damage in my house. And it, it took a lot of work. It's part of the reason why we were remodeling the kitchen. It took a lot of work and it took a lot of time and a lot of money to get the house back in a livable state. Um, So when that had happened, I had said, I will never rent again. Like I will never, ever rent my home out again. I'm never, I'm not cut out to be a landlord. I don't have it in me. This is never, ever what I want to do again. Um, And so when it came down to me moving, I don't think they were as surprised when I said I wanted to sell the house instead of rent it out. Like I think they knew that that was probably my next step. Um, I think then in that situation, it was more of you're doing this quickly. Um, The housing market is doing something that we haven't seen happen in our area for a long time. Um, I think then almost like protect mode kicked back in and it was, well, you need to get this and you need to get this. And if you have to sit on it to get this amount of money. And like, I think they almost started jumping right back into that position of, well, we're the ones that are going to help you through this. Yeah. And I think there's, I, I don't remember your dad vocalizing it, but I'd say there's a little bit of part of him that felt like I just remodeled the kitchen. Like I am currently almost like still working on it. Mm-hmm. Like we're not even completely done. Well, and I, I think when I moved back into the house, there was the kitchen for some reason was such a hard spot for me because I hated it. And I always remember telling them like, I have to be in a place I don't want to be. I don't like the situation I'm in. Like I hate this kitchen. Like it just was always something for me that I just didn't like. And so when I moved back in the house, that was, I think that was his way of making it comfortable, I guess. Like that was his way of protecting almost. And so for Christmas, my parents and my grandpa were financially a part of 
the kitchen. I mean, I did a lot of it, but they stepped in and paid for some of it too. So I think for them, it's, it took time off of work to do this. I, we put in money to do it. And now all of a sudden some guy comes along and you're just going to eh, done with it and just yeah. gonna throw your hands up and be done. And so I remember him saying like, we just got your kitchen done. And my response was, I can't stay somewhere just because of a kitchen sink. You know what I mean? Like, I can't stay somewhere just because I finally got the farmhouse sink that I've always wanted. And, like, that can't define life and my next steps. And I remember him being like, all right, well, don't, you know, don't take a lowball offer. If you have to sit on it, you know, at least make your money back. And so I think at that time he was kind of like, I'm going to wash my hands in the whole deal. But then as time went on, it was, well, I think you could probably get this for it. Or well, I don't even think they really understood how good the housing market was at that time. No. I, I mean, so. even we didn't. I mean, we knew it was good. But, you know, when when the realtor told us what to list it for and then came and took pictures and went back and talked with her boss and everything and then ended up listing it for even more mm-hmm. than that. And then we get an offer within a day or multiple offers within a day. You know, I think once they figured out what we sold it for and how quick and how smooth of a process it was and that, you know, I think part of that, too, with your dad was, I don't want to move you. I've Mm -hmm. done nothing but move you. And I think once he figured out that you and I are going to handle this, like, it's not just you bring your stuff over to my house, you know, have it over here tomorrow and we'll start living together. Figure it out. It was, no, we're going to move you. Um, and then I think kind of at the same time, it came to light that our parents, your parents and my parents knew each other <laughs> Yeah, from their childhood and they used to hang out all the time. And well, I don't think at the time there was this huge light bulb for your parents nearly as much as there was for Greg, who was just like, oh, I know that name. I know your mm-hmm. parents. We used to hang out. We used to do this. I know this person, this person. And then when we told your parents, it, it didn't seem like much of a light bulb. But to me, in my mind, looking back at the whole big picture, like that seemed like a really big thing that helped. I think it was a scattered situation that they were having a hard time grasping. And I think it was their connection. It was like their way in. Like we know something. We have connection to something, even yeah. if it's at the time something that simple. I but think it was like just... at least we know we know his stepdad. Like, we hung out with it. So, like, th- this guy that Meredith's going to marry and is moving in with, we know his parents. Mm-hmm. I think it would probably was one less worry. Because, I mean, you always have, when there's a new relationship, you have this the, the steps of the kids have to meet, and then the parents have to meet, and every, everyone's meeting each other, and that's just yeah. nerve-wracking and awkward. And so I think when that awkwardness was taken away because they knew each other, yeah. I, I mean, even the first time all of us got together, I remember you and I just sitting back and all of them sat around the table and they were talking and talking and talking. And I even said, like, I've never heard my dad talk that much in, in yeah. a new setting. And so I think those little things Helped ended up being level. huge for them. Yeah. yeah. So there's that in the process of and that was that was Mother's Day, right? The first time everybody came over was Mother's Day, I believe. Was it? I thought it was. I thought it was my birthday. Maybe it was your birthday. I think it was my birthday. And then we did Mother's Day and Father's Day. Mm -hmm. So that all aside, we're moving. We got with your parents. Things are still not a hundred percent, but that's kind of their reaction and maybe where their mindset was at. 
So what was it like? And I, and I keep asking you because, I mean, you know Aubrey. She's just so laid back and like, hey, Meredith and McKenna are going to move in. Okay. You know, so it's like there was really no upfront issues as well. McKenna can have my bedroom. Yeah, I want this other room and this and this and this. And it's like there was really no issues with her initially, you know, telling her. So that's why I go back to, you know, and even, you know, like telling my parents is just kind of like, you know, I, I, my parents are very opinionated too. And I remember telling them straight up the bat, like when we first started dating, I don't want to hear your opinions. Like Mm -hmm. I'm 35 years old. I'm going to do what I want. I don't want your opinions. I just want you to support me and respect me. And that was kind of all it was. And I left it pretty much at that. And I think my mom kind of got the point Mm -hmm. and just left it alone. Didn't really say much. But I think, again, through finding out about your parents and hanging out through those times, by the time we got married, she was very comfortable with the situation. But... So, I guess to wrap this episode up before it gets to be too long, what was McKenna's reaction when you told her, we're going to sell the house and we're moving in with Tyson? Um, her initial reaction was... And that's a great place to end this episode, folks. We will be back next week for how was McKenna's reaction. Because <laughs> your battery just died on the camera. Because the camera battery died. Darn it. To be continued next week, I guess. To be continued. With McKenna's reaction. That's quite a cliffhanger. And it will be. The title of episode six will be McKenna's reaction. I feel like that's the second time we've done this. What is McKenna's reaction? Maybe that tells you guys how much McKenna controlled your life before we got into this. And still sometimes today. I don't know. So until episode six next week... Because we do this weekly. So episode six next week. That long pause is where you say something. Oh, yes. Next week. Episode six. Okay. Episode six. We will see you guys all next week. Thanks for listening, subscribing, listening. You're not Felicia's. And not watching right now. And not watching because the camera dies. So you're just listening. You're obviously not watching. Just listening on anchor.fm. Ooh, there was like a sponsorship. Well, that's how the podcast is made. I don't know where you're listening. Maybe it's Apple or Google. Until next week, October. I don't know. Sometime in October. What's seven days plus today? 25th? Yeah. Next week? October 25th. Yeah. Next Monday. Yep. That's right. Okay. Bye, y'all. Bye now. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. See ya. Sayonara.